0: Andy, can you hear us? Uh, yeah. Let me just, I'm getting the audio, the computer. Let me get it through my headphones.
1: Man, you look like you just woke up.
0: I was taking a nap.
1: <laughs> that's what you did. And you said after four, I thought, this, I thought you out there like seeing patients.
0: I, I was until about two.
2: Recovery, that's what it's about.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: where, where were you at today?
0: Um, I only had two patients today. I was in Brooklyn. So this is the home health gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Home health for the company or home health for you? For uh,
0: for this other company, Luna. Okay. I told you about Luna. I
1: know, man, but I can't keep up with, I can't keep
2: up well, that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so Andy, Darren, <laughs> Andy, Darren, Darren, Andy. Andy, what's up, there? What's going on, man? Thank you for your time joining us on the interlog episode something teen. Seven, I don't know. 17. I 17. Think. Corey spoke highly about you. So uh, he said you listened to the last episode. So, you know, we it's kind of free. Like we're going to be all over the map. Hopefully, Corey's going to guide us through this. Again, if you listen to last episode, then you understand that Corey doesn't really run point on any of it. So this should be an interesting episode. <laughs> <laughs> Andy
1: knows that better than most
2: people. So, Andy and
1: I met uh I guess it's been a, a year and a half or not not a year and a half, a little over a year ago. When did, yeah, when did your residency ago. start? When did it start? Oh, uh, middle of April, middle of April 2021. Okay. So, April 2021, Andy was uh a sports resident at our physical therapy residency, sports clinical specialist. Um so, he does the same thing that I do. Uh I've just been doing it for a little bit longer. So just for some people, I don't think they understand, like they hear residency. Like, can you explain, just kind of give us some background. Like, where are you from? why did you come to Orlando? Where are you now?
0: Yeah, so I'm from the the wonderful state of New Jersey. Uh, born and raised here. I went to Temple for undergrad and Duke for PT school. And um, as a physical therapist, you know, everybody, when they, when they graduate and they head into the real world, they always have like a a dream of like, I want to work with this population, or I want to work at this facility. And uh, for me, that dream was was soccer. And I, I, for me, it didn't matter the level or or the caliber or anything, I just want to work with soccer players as much as I can every single day. And um, one of the options when you graduate from PT school is to do something called a residency, where you immerse yourself in an environment that, that's full of really good clinicians and really good opportunities and at the same time andy i hate to remember. interrupt you i hate to
1: interrupt you say that last part one more time you immerse yourself
0: where uh in an environment with what with really good clinicians okay yeah keep going keep going <laughs> <laughs> and really really good opportunities one of those clinicians is actually corey price who uh, who you all know and love already and um yeah the reason i went down there was Honestly, because they, there are only a few clinical uh, sports residencies that offer a significant soccer component, and Orlando was one of them, and I got to spend a lot of time with Orlando City's Academy down there, and um, a lot of time at Orlando Health, which is um, the, the hospital I did the residency through, and it was an an incredible 11, 12 months there where I, I learned a lot and, and gained a lot of knowledge and made a lot of connections, and um, I, I think it's... It's something that
2: I will really take with me the rest of my career everything I learned there Why soccer? So you said you you wanted to focus on soccer. What what kind of background is that? Yeah,
0: I love soccer. That's my favorite sport. Okay, Uh, I played growing up. Yeah, um, I, I played growing up. I remember I I liked soccer until about ninth grade When my cousin from haiti, he actually came over to live with me and my family and um he was watching a game one day and I was like, Oh, what team is that? He's like, Oh, it's this team, Real Madrid. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Who's their best player? He's like, Oh, this guy, Ronaldo. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I've heard of him. Now, uh, who's Real Madrid's like, who's their rival? And he's like, Oh, it's team Barcelona. And I was like, Okay, who's their favorite player? Who's their best player? He's like, Oh, this guy, Messi. And I'm like, All right, <laughs> those two. That's who I'm rolling with. Like, and that, that's how it all started, that's when the love truly began. And uh, I, I've loved it ever since, really. So you knew this was gonna come up, Andy. Andy and I, I
1: so I also have a background in soccer, not as, not as much as Andy, did. I played it growing up, I was okay. I obviously, my athletic abilities took me in other, other directions. So one of the conversations that Andy and I have multiple times was about this, do you want this uber-athletic? What if we could, I mean, and the, the argument has been around for a while, especially the men's side, like, what if we took these uber-athletic kids and got them in soccer? Would we then be able to even the gap? And so mm-hmm. as physical therapists, we're always trying to optimize strength, optimize performance. And Andy, I'm going to say it. This guy Andy said he would rather have pretty soccer and not win than to have ugly soccer
0: and win. Is that is that a true is that an accurate statement that, that's it's a somewhat accurate statement someone um, <laughs> so it, explain me, yourself it's it comes down to process versus outcome for me um i like enjoying the process of of creating a very very good soccer team of recruiting young players who are very skillful and improving that skill and yes you, of course you have to add athleticism but for me the process of having a very good technical player is something that I find really really fascinating as well as creating a really good team with a really good tactical foundation um, athleticism can it can always be added in later I, I and disagree. it can always be added in later and I'll give you an example there, there's a town or a, a region in Spain called um, Bilbao, and there's a club there, Athletic Bilbao, top 20, top 30 club in the world, easily. And they create good players, really good players, year after year after year, and they all come from their academy. Now, if you look at their professional team who plays in La Liga, one of the top three leagues in the world, their team is consistently top 10 in that league, they actually have a rule saying, if you don't come from our academy or our region of Bilbao, which has a population of about 400,000, then you can't play for us, period. So the best players in the world, if they say, I want to play for Athletic Bilbao, no, you're not allowed to because you're not from here. And it it makes you think about, well, how do they consistently make good player after player after player? They're not cherry-picking the best athletes. They can't do that. They have a population of 350,000. They create really good soccer players and then turn them into athletes from there. Well, so first that, off, that's where I rest my case. First
1: off, you've got a lot better at this argument. I appreciate you putting in the effort because this used to be an open and shut case. And also, the people listening at home, this town just got smaller by 50,000
2: people in <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> Four hundred and three fifty. <laughs> it went from 400 to 350. You know what's interesting, Andy and Corey, you know, we roll with you every day, but... Uh, what I appreciate about that, talking about process versus outcome, obviously we'll get into a little bit about what we're doing as we talk through entrepreneurship and the team app, but that's kind of our philosophy. It's like, we're trying to get people to engage in the journey versus only being focused on, oh, I'm fit, I, I look a certain way, You know, kind of that Instagram model type, type outcome. So when you say that, at least know that that resonates with me, because I, I would prefer people to engage in the process of everything and then let the outcome be what the outcome is, knowing that people are doing good behaviors, good like routines, all of that. So thank you for that. You support our mission by saying it that way. He did his research. I, I like that. He did his research.
0: <laughs> I, I did do my research. It's uh, it's important. I mean, think of it this way. I mean, I know you guys talked about John Morant on the last episode, right? Um, Imagine if Memphis Grizzlies got their hands on John Morant at the age of 10. All right, Andy. Would he be the same player? You got better. Okay, congrats. You, yeah. You're <laughs> argument is better.
1: Congrats. Congrats. I thought I was going to tee you up. Congrats. I still, I still say, you said that club is a top 10 club in La Liga. If they were able to go get some of these elite athletes, maybe they're top three. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Oh, cool. I mean... Look at their starting lineup. They have two of the fastest players in the league, you know, and they came from that academy. So it's technique is first, athleticism second for me always. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's move on. So April, 2021,
1: the residency was really cool. So the thing I liked about Andy immediately, and and honestly, I wasn't involved in Andy's uh, interview process, but they were like, this guy is into everything. So talk about some of the stuff that you, that you were doing pr- like prior to even getting there. Because like, they were telling us, like, Andy was a, uh, there was a, this legend of Andy before he even showed up. This guy was going out there, going to fields, uninvited, uh, just showing up at places, not doing his no research, for, yeah, not taking no for an answer. Like, what did that look
0: like? Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess you got to rewind to PT school when, you know, I decided I, I really want to focus in on on sports medicine, specifically soccer as, as a career. And I was talking to a few residency directors at the time. I was like, well, what do I have to do to, to get here? And one of them who, uh, who I applied to their program, he put it very simply, he said, you have to spend times on both sides of the rehab to performance spectrum. You need to go where the injury starts in the athletic training room. You need to go where it ends in a fitness or a training facility. So i was like okay so I'm, I'm gonna do that and when i was at uh when i was at duke i spent some time with north carolina fc uh as well as nc courage at a facility called athletic lab where i was learning more about the performance side learning about you know sprint training agility training how to structure a strength and conditioning session um, and at the same time as i was spending time with their head athletic trainer um and to kind of put it into perspective north carolina fc's youth program has about thirty thousand athletes and they have one full-time athletic trainer and two part-time athletic trainers so you can imagine that facility is it's busy and if you as a clinician with a skill set or as a student with some sort of skill set walks into that environment and says let me help you the answer is most likely going to be yes so um i spent a lot of time there um Graduated, then at the time I was working at a clinic in Hoboken, New Jersey, not far from New York, and there was a semi-professional team about 20 miles down the road. And I asked them, I'm "Like, hey, do you want a physical therapist to create a a strength and conditioning program as well as a sports science program for you guys?" And um, of course, the answer was yes. I mean, th- there was a little bit of salary in there, but I kind of earned that from the work I did beforehand. And um, yeah, I was doing, you know, eight to 10 hours a week there working full time in clinic. And then um, a few months into that, I came across the opportunity with Orlando and then I went there.
1: So, I mean, obviously I, I am no stranger to to, to to grinding, right? I pride myself on that. But one of the things that like for me and Andy, I told Andy, he owes me this now. If I helped him and mentored him, then he owes me this now. It's, this guy will talk to absolutely anyone so we're we got we had the uh, opportunity to work the us who they play what game was that uh but uh,
0: um who were we playing it was was it guatemala panama panama it's
2: definitely panama. panama so yeah so you know the usa
0: panama game we get the opportunity
1: to be like second row stretch a crew hopefully nothing happens um uh, but yeah, so we get there, we're second row. That place was rocking. like Exploria Stadium was rocking. obviously we win. Congrats, we're going to the World Cup. We're walking, and the first thing we do is, so Andy uh, this guy get, what was it who did he work for? The doping agency? Oh, yeah, the waDA guy. So you know, part of our deal was like, we, gotta do, we got to do, we're responsible for drug tests. Uh, and so they pick random people and like we got to go track them down. Uh, and this guy, first off, just nonchalantly was like, all right, so four, you're going to go U S four. You're going to go, uh, Panama. And he, that's the wild part, man. He thought they all were English speaking, which I don't know why.
0: <laughs> he was confused. He himself, was very confused. Cause he was, he cause nice. he was like, no, know. no, no. Like
1: if they don't, he said if they don't speak English. They're messing with you. They speak English. So anyway, of course we drew Panama. We're out there trying to speak in, in sign language. And, and whatever, I, I don't speak any Spanish. You, you, you think you're bilingual? Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, we go take care of that, and then as we're walking, this guy Andy just stops. Is talking to this random dude. I'm like, who is that? And it was what the medical director of USA Soccer.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, oh, you know him? He's like, no. I, was like, I do yeah. now. I was like, Yeah, I believe, <laughs> man. <laughs> Like, where have you always been like that? Is, is, is that part of just you, me and you? Or is that like, all right, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I got to do.
0: Um, I'm going to tell you something that's surprising. When I was a kid, I was very quiet. <laughs> very I, I didn't talk to nobody. Yeah, I was like, if you go back to like me in eighth grade, it was like, yeah, a kid in the back of the room, like he doesn't say anything. And I was like that until PT school. When I, I went to Duke, and there was a lot of smart people in my class, a lot of people who were honestly smarter than me. And sometimes the professors was asked, like, really obvious questions that everybody knew the answer to, but nobody wanted to say anything. And all of a sudden, like, I just got sick of it. I'm like, y'all know the answer. Like, if I know the answer, you definitely know the answer. So, like, I'm going to start, like, speaking my voice. And um, it, it was kind of then when I was like, you know what, like, I'm actually good at like starting a conversation and talking to people. I'm going to do that more. Um, but, but specifically in that instance, there that, that conversation didn't start there, um, at least for me, when it comes to anything soccer related, um, whether it be rehab or performance, my, my cup of energy is always full. I could always pour stuff out of my cup. It's like, it's an unlimited energy source. And um, I was on a a Zoom call, I think on like a random Saturday. And that guy who was um, was the the medical director at US Soccer, he was a keynote speaker of that. And he said some really powerful quotes that really spoke to me. Um, I believe he said, the beautiful game, which is soccer can be played by anyone from the age of three to the age of 99. And it's the job of the fitness and performance staff to make that happen. And it just, it clicked with me, right? Because again, it's my vision of, for me, it doesn't matter if you're a youth player or you're a pro or you're semi-pro or you're 20 or you're 55, like, I want to help you. And I think I tweeted that out and we connected from there. And I DM'd him like a few nights before. I was like, hey, I'm going to be at this game. Will you be there? He's like, yeah, if you see me, like, come talk to me. And I was like, okay, then I'm going to shoot my shot. And uh, there we are. That's wild. Yeah, I, I literally was like, because I was with,
1: we were with Jason. And we're both of us, like, so Jason is, is another resident um, and both of us was like, look, here he goes again, like randomly Andy walking up, talking to random people. Uh, what else was cool? So obviously you were, you were a sponge in your time with us. You and I, we really never had any, well, we had a couple awkward conversations whenever you would try to take down technology. You were going to try to defeat the machine, but like <laughs> you were always willing to learn. You were always willing to try new stuff. And so here I am thinking, like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm feeling like big brother mentor-ish. Like, oh, man, what about? And then I start hearing that, like, you're a big deal on, on the Internet. Like, people know who you are through, you know, your TikTok, Twitter. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah. People that had no idea that I was involved <laughs> with the residency are like, oh, you know Andy Serafin? I was like,
0: yeah, I know Andy. When, <laughs> when did that start? Um, that started PT school as well. So I um actually before PT school.
2: Um Andy, I hate to I interrupt, doing- but you gotta you gotta anchor this. Corey did a poor job of saying what that actually means. Are we talking like tens of thousands of followers? Like what do, what is that what is a big deal on the internet mean? Define that and then tell us how we got there. Oh yeah, let I'll tell you what it means to me. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. I I have been doing this for twelve years and obviously it's a small it's like it's there's so many pts but it's very small it's a very small world like people know each other and so to be here in florida and here i am once again i'm like oh man i'm i'm a mentor in this program i'm seeing these professional athletes like i've done it and now here's andy he's trying to get you know he's trying to he's coming here to learn and and then all of a sudden these people that have no clue who i am but are like oh yeah uh And this will be a good way for you to talk about, you know, your entrepreneurial side. But, like, they knew you through your education stuff on the Internet. I don't know how many followers. I still haven't been able to find it. That's part of the problem, right? I don't know how
2: to use it. He's building an app. He's building an app.
1: Well, I'm I'm the (laughs) clinical director on an app. So,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I'm a a pretty easy guy to find on the Internet. So, you just got to try a little bit harder. But, um, yeah, this started in PT school when... um, before PT school, I did this this mentorship about entrepreneurship from uh, from Greg Todd, who's a who's a PT in, in Clearwater, Florida, um, and also an entrepreneur. And um, I was I was going into PT school with the mindset of when I graduate, I'm either going to open a clinic or, and this was more of my mindset at the time was. I was more interested in in inpatient physical therapy. So I said, if I'm not gonna open a clinic, I'm gonna be a hospital CEO. And I started posting content along that guideline of like, how do we improve healthcare access to the common person? Because we learn all these things in school, but nobody's teaching us how to take what we learn in school and give it to the people in the community in a language that they can understand. Um, So I started posting about that for a little bit. and then. Odell Beckham Jr. I believe he, he broke his leg in my, my first year in PT school. And one of my friends mentioned me, He's like, what's going on with this? Like, you should post something on Instagram to kind of talk about it. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I can do that. So I did a little, little diagram of like what bones he injured and whatnot, or like expect a recovery. And it did pretty well. And then, uh, uh, Deandre Francois from FSU, he tore his patella tendon and somebody messaged me he's like oh can you can you do that one too and i'm like yeah i got you so i i I did that one as well and then that next two three months i was just doing football injuries. uh i think carson wentz he tore his his acl at that same time and uh, i was doing a few players from the giants and after a while i was like you know what like this is cool and all but i I enjoy football, Corey. You know how much I, I truly enjoy football. <laughs> I, I I do, but like, it's not my love, yeah, No, like yeah. I'll go watch a game, but I'm not gonna sit down from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on a Sunday. Um, but I'll do that for soccer. So I say, you know what, I'm gonna switch to soccer injuries. Let me get back to my passion. And I, that just took off from there. Um, I was making videos every day, sometimes twice a day, uh, maybe a little bit during PT school as well, during my lectures. and. Uh, I did that for about a year, and then after a while, I was like, you know what, we're posting a lot about injuries, I'm learning more about strength and conditioning from all these internships and whatnot, let me post about some, you know, warm-up routines, FIFA 11+, so I did that, and then I started posting more about just, like, easy workouts for players to do at home, and uh, it kind of took off from there, so right now, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm on YouTube a little bit, I'm trying to improve that, and um, yeah, my, my goal with that is to take whatever we know as clinicians and communicate that to the soccer player in a language that they can understand and in a way that can improve their game immediately. Like they could just see a post and be like, yeah, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna put that in my routine. And um, it's, it's been relatively successful for the most part since I started. Do you have any intention of monetizing that? Yes, yes. So I do, um, I do online fitness, online rehab for players who reach out to me. Um, we have a podcast as well that we're currently going through some sponsors right now. And um, yeah, yeah, I see clients on the side as well. So it, it's worked out pretty well. What platform do you use for online uh, routines? So I use team, builder. team Okay team builder. Yep, um, I use that as well as, um, Vault has, a, has an app as well. So if I'm using so some of talk- their technology, oh. I sometimes use that. And I started with Google Sheets, though. I used Google Sheets for about two years. Um, it's a lot of work, a lot of time, but it was free and it was effective. So <laughs> so you just touched on technology. That's one of the things you and I vibed
1: on the most. Like, that's a thing, right? The use of advanced technology in rehab. Uh, you've often tried to uh, beat the computer. Like, obviously, <laughs> Darren and I are big Office fans, so you tried to... Beat the website like Dwight did uh, versus Thunder Mifflin Infinity, uh, mm. and you found the same. Actually, no, Dwight successfully beat the machine. You did not.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what you think, but yes, okay. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> uh,
1: at least you conceded. You conceded. Uh, how important is that? Where? What does that play? Uh, and also, you have not even mentioned the name of your of your thing of your company yet so i don't know
0: why if you don't want to tell us that's fine you don't have to oh no no i'm really bad at advertising myself honestly the football physios football with the you um you can find me on instagram youtube everything pretty much okay so now um, that you've gotten that out of, <laughs> yeah you got the name it's, it's easy to find well i know just say? Corey's down at the internet i'm, so, I'm not but, good at the
1: internet you didn't say it i'm like is he ever going to say what well, what how to find it but as far as use of technology uh what does it mean to you how important is it to you where do you think it's going to be not only in in physical therapy world but as far as health and wellness like what's your thought on it
0: yeah it's it's something that is going to be a part of every PT clinic I think moving forward if you don't want to be the the average normal clinic Um, for me it comes down to three things One, is it easy to use and implement within a a rehab session? Two, does it give you useful information? And three, this one, it's it's not a typical one, but I think it is something that everybody has has to consider if they're looking at the business perspective of will it bring in new patients? If you can hit on those three, I think it is something that you should bring into your practice. Um, if it brings in new people and it makes your life easier and it makes your treatments more effective, then the answer is clear for me. It's a yes, and that like that's,
1: I just use it all. You know me. I'm I, I people come with me with their new toys, but no, that is that is the difficult part. So right, and not one, you and I played around with four or five different things, and and not one thing gave us everything we wanted. Um, so that, that leads us to some of the stuff that we're still ongoing working on. Like how do we make this uh, digestible? Like that, that's mm-hmm. the million dollar question, right? From a rehab setting mm-hmm. and it's like, what, what exactly are you looking for? What are we supposed to look for? That's how, that's how we're gonna become rich and famous, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, you kind of taught me that uh, you can't expect every platform to be perfect. And Thank you. you gotta <laughs> be patient and that's something I'm not good at well um, I didn't I wasn't
1: there until this and that. And honestly that's what that's what's been so cool about it and you were so willing to learn and so open to use the technology like Darren and I would talk and I'm like we're doing stuff over here and then I'm finding ways to implement it over there and like it was just really cool to have someone that was like yeah let's give it a go like because you know like we'd run into stuff and they're like mm, no eh, nope can't work and then we just abandon ship and it's like all right mm. now you're destined to continue to be middle of the road because you're you won't because mm. you can't and I shouldn't have said that some of my colleagues listen to this but um, <laughs> you know what I mean but this it's is like on the record if, if you're not willing if you're not willing to work through some of that stuff and to be patient and, and work through some of the stuff like how are you ever going to how are you ever going to change which means if you're never mm. going to change like health and wellness is constantly evolving like I just I think it was cool. That's one of the things that, as I've worked on this project, I've become less and less uh, patient with. It's like just people's lack of ability to uh,
0: look to innovate, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I think it's that, as well as people assume certain things will be there forever, right? Like if I told you that, hey, we have this beautiful piece of technology and it's gonna sit in our clinic forever, then there's no sense of urgency. It's like, well, it's always there. I can always learn later. I'll, I'll just, I'll ask Corey next week of, um, how do I make this thing work? And you know, it, it sits there and then next thing, you know, you're three, four down to years later. And it, it's, it's like, you've never, never really used it. But I mean, just from my background, I haven't been in a clinic space consistently for any longer than about six months. So when I see a piece of technology and it's new, of course I want to use it. But one of the reasons for that is like, honestly, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And if something's there, I'm going to use it and try and learn as much as I can from it because I might not be there in six months and I might not get that opportunity again. So every time I see something new, I'm like, yeah, even from clinicians like you, Corey, it's like, yeah, if Corey's there, I'm going to soak us as much as I can because his residency is 12 months and who knows what happens after that, you know?
2: What I can tell, what I can tell, man, is like, There's a business mind behind the clinical mind. Like I I get that vibe, this, you know, listening to you and Corey talk about it. So something that that I think on our side, specific to me, I'm passionate about the business. I'm passionate about entrepreneurial, like starting all this stuff, getting things off the ground, getting ideas, bringing them to fruition. What does the next 12 months, two years, three years look like for you if you could write that, if you could write that script right now? Oof. I'll tell you this, I'm trying to stop writing
0: scripts. Okay, um, I, <laughs> I like I, that. I, I try to, uh, yeah, it's it's something that, you know, everybody asks me like, oh, three, five, 10 year plan. And like, if I go back in my documents, I'll be able to find them, but they, they're completely gone. Like they, they've completely off the rails. Um, I, I did take a full-time job with the soccer academy up here. So my time's a little bit restricted, um, but, I, but I am continuing to do things on the side. Um, whether it be podcasting or working with a few players one on one, I think for the next three years, honestly, I, I just want the feeling of being settled, and okay. I haven't had that in a in a very long time, and that's something that I want in the next two to three years. I think one of the things
1: that, because Andy was a plan guy, he was a big time playing guy. He knew exactly what he was going to do from day one I met him, um, and that's one of the things like that I would always try to like get at him about. Uh, And even when you're going through this transition, it's like, look, man, the ultimate goal is still the same. You're still trying to be one of the top clinicians in regards to soccer, sports medicine. And so if you take these detours, it's not it's not a failure. You did not fail your plan. It's like like you were you were forced to make some decisions. I was like, Andy, every single one of these things is ultimately going to make you better, whether it's business owner, whether it's, you know, top soccer, uh, you know, program. So. It's kind of funny to hear you say that now, because six months ago,
2: that was not an answer. I'd have got a, I'd have got a structure.
0: Oh, you would have gotten exactly what was about yeah. to happen. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Corey's seen my planning. He knows how, uh, how detailed and meticulous it is. Um, but I'll tell you this, Corey. When I, was, when I was leaving Florida in April, I don't know if you knew, but that was probably one of the most anxious parts of my entire life. Dude, I know hey, it, was, it was. You left. You left three weeks. Since <laughs> you left. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, honestly. I, I gotta say thank you for for helping me walk through those decisions. Cause if it was just me on my own, like trying to walk through that, I don't know if I would have made the right decisions. Um, and you and a couple other people really helped me with that. So well, no, I. You're a good was, mentor. I, I appreciate that. It was. Yeah, I could tell. Like I just couldn't.
1: And obviously, I'm in a different point in my life, but I was just like, "Wait, wh- why the sense of urgency?" And like, and you couldn't really give me an answer at that time, other than, "This is what I. This is what it has to be this way." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, <laughs> like, okay." <laughs> so was it was it was abrupt. No, no, it was very calculated. Okay.
2: But yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. it was no. He had a plan. He executed his plan. I just didn't see the sense of urgency, but it also wasn't my plan. So that's why I kind of like gave my two cents, but then I was like, it's not my plan. I didn't get it. And at that time he couldn't do a very good job of explaining to me why it had to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. I wasn't being stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time I was just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't understand, but everything works out for the best. Honestly, like, I know you're gonna, you're gonna kill it. You're, you're in a good spot. so obviously we're a health health and wellness platform. Like I, tell the people what do you do? Like so, Darren and I are in the middle of of, of a, a reboot. So mm. so you say, or we should say, Darren's more successful than I am. Uh, just just so that people know, I this week I'm off from work. Uh, I'm kind of off. Like I'm going in for a couple of hours, and I'm like, all right, this like I've been working out, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna get in there. Like I'm gonna put in some sessions. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. yesterday, I you know, CrossFit is kind of my roots, went back to CrossFit, working out, did the first part, was feeling good. Second part was, was some Olympic lifting, which I haven't done in a long time, and I made the mistake of trying it. <laughs> mm. Which one specifically? <laughs> it was a squat snatch. Oh, no. Okay. And so for the people, like uh, a snatch is you move the weight from the ground to an overhead position as, as fast as possible. Uh, and obviously the heavier the weight, if you could drop your body underneath it and catch it in a squat, boom. People train their entire lives to do it. I warmed up for five minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you can see, but I'm over here shifting side to side. My hip hurts. Oy, oy. hurts. I went in today and got some people, got some dry needle did some, and did some stuff. I'm going to be all right. But all that to ask, what are, what are you up to? What is your health and wellness uh, regimen? How do you talk to your patients and clients about it? What are you doing?
0: Yeah, so I, I'm in a little bit of a reboot as well. Um, for me, it's all, about, it's all about having a good lifestyle and enjoying what you do. Um, when I was in Florida, I had a really solid setup of, I have a gym in my apartment, so I'm gonna go there twice a week. Um, I'm playing soccer and I have a league and a pickup league as well, so I'm doing that twice a week. And prior to me getting super busy with the residency, I was playing tennis as well. Um, so that's like five to six days of activity. And it, it was very much day to day. It was like, oh, I got soccer today, and man, I can't go today, I'll do that tomorrow instead so I can play tennis today, and kind of just bopping throughout the week. But every week I would look back and say like, how many days out of seven was I active? And I was trying to always aim for at least four, possibly five. And, um, but there are times where I hit that, and there was times where I didn't, I was super busy. Um, Whenever I tend to change environments, that always gets messed up for me. And, you know, as we kind of talked about, I've been changing environments a lot. And um, coming back to New Jersey, that that kind of messed me up a little bit. But um, I'm back in my groove. I signed up for two soccer leagues, so I know I got two days a week doing that. Um, I'll join a local tennis group, so I got at least a day of doing that. Getting back in the gym as well. So it's all about, you know, doing what you enjoy for me. And for me, that's soccer, and that's a little bit of tennis, and that's a
2: little bit of the gym is so variety is important to you mixing it up um not 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 too much not too much i would
0: say the reason i like tennis and lifting is because i could see myself doing that until i'm about 70 years old <laughs> soccer maybe till I'm forty. i'm 40 i don't know about that one um but it, it's it's something new right like tennis is a very skill driven sport and you got to improve your skill. And I, I like the challenge of like, oh, I'm, I'm at the bottom right now. How do I get to at least the middle to like, hang hey, with some of these cats who are really good. Um, and yeah, I enjoy that. This is, so you just asked Andy a question about variety. He
1: said, no, it's not important. Then explain why it being new is why he likes it. This is
2: what I had. To, this is what I had to deal with for an entire year. No, it's all good. It's the interpretation. So, what is variety? No, you. I so, get it. This so. is what I had to deal with for an entire
1: year, and hey, you like it because it's new and exciting. No, only because it's new and exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that is that is me in a nutshell. Yeah. Let me ask you. Uh, this is a selfish question on our side. So, what has Corey told you about what what we're doing? How much knowledge yeah. of, of what we're doing do you have?
0: Uh, I think I have a good amount. So he was saying there's a lot of different apps out there that are that are very specific to the devices and the uh, and the software that they use. For instance, the Apple Watch. It's good if you have an Apple Watch and you have an iPhone. Yes. Um, or if you have a Whoop band, you got to have a Whoop app. Or if you're using a sleep tracker, you got to have their app. But there's there's not much to connect Apple Watch to Whoop or... Um, sleep sensor to whatever other sensor you use, and and he was saying that you guys are a, a common place for information to go in, where one person can look at it and look at all of these things together and get like a comprehensive picture. It's
1: well done. See,
0: Corey, it, you I told <laughs> you, you, I, you did your
1: homework, and that no. was <laughs> that was not coach. That was not coach. I mean, it's 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 Andy. It's what we, you and I are doing, and that's why it's been so much fun for me. Like. Like right now, for example, Andy and I are 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 trying to figure out, you know, this this wonderful athlete report card that we can like, you know, communicate Mm -hmm. between professions and stuff like that. Not to give anything away as to what we're doing with it, but um, it's the same goal, right? We're trying to simplify this because I think that both of our professions, like, it's gotten really cool just to overcomplicate things, and if you make Mm -hmm. it super complicated, then people are like. Shit, he must know what he's talking about because I didn't understand a word he was saying. And, like, <laughs> I think that's just doing, an end, like, a, a disservice to the client, to the, our patients. And so that's one of the other things that, like, Andy and I have always vibed on. It's, like, how do we make this uh, scalable, repeatable so that way, like, we can provide this because I believe that both of us provide high-quality care. It's, like, how can we make that uh, the standard as opposed to, you know, because there's a lot of people that we work with that, like, you know how you make a uh, uh, you have a problem that's so complex that only I can fix it. That's great job mm. security, right? Mm-hmm. Like only yeah. I can fix your problem, so you must come see me. But in reality, that's not why I got into it. And to hear, like obviously, I didn't know about the whole CEO of the hospital thing. So to hear you talk about that part, that's obviously not why you got into it either. Like we're trying to, how do we bring that high level of, of care and information to everyone? Um, so that. Mm that's another thing that, you know, we didn't even get into in regards to the kind of the parallels of what you and I have worked on and then what, what we're doing over here. So
0: yeah. I th- It's sometimes people act in a, in a scarcity mindset where it's like they have a full deck of cards and they want to keep their cards close to them and they don't want to give any out. Um, if you give out all your cards, people are handing you more decks as for every card you give out, you get another deck. So, you know, you give up one, you get 52 back. Um, and I find that the more you give, the more you get back in return. And you know, you meet a lot of cool people along the way. So, um, I'm really big on, you know, if you know something, you you can share it. And when you share it, it makes you more valuable and then it makes you more visible. And now you can share more and it just improves your brand and your standing with whoever you're working with.
2: I mean, I love that. that. That's kind of a segue into, you talked about what we do, like aggregating all of these different modalities for, for data, right? Whether it's Apple Watch, you know, all of this stuff into one app so people can, can see it all in one place. My question for you is, if we were to say the same thing from a business perspective, so now let's talk about Andy, the individual who's running his own mm-hmm. business. If we had, so you have the consumer side, that's giving a lot of data and can engage with all of these different tools, if you could participate in that same environment as a coach, so like, let's say we could pull in Instagram, we could pull in a Shopify account, we could pull in a media channel, a place for your podcast, a place to manage training and see their data all at once, in that environment, do you think that that would be an advantageous tool? I know it's a loaded question, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's a deep question. I think if you're
0: with any sort of tool that aggregates data, you're, you're going to get a lot of benefit, but there's also some things you might lose along the way. If you're okay with structuring your, your platform in a way to minimize whatever losses you'll get, then the answer is yes, um, because they'll make you more efficient. And you might not be able to do things perfectly exactly the way you want them but you'll be able to do your thing more and you'll be more visible. Um, so I, I think the answer would be most likely yes.
2: So again, loaded question, it's a direction we're going. So one of the takeaways, not that we're, we're ending this right here, but if I could have, if this could be a selfish call for me and our business, what we'd love to do is follow up with you and show you what that business tool looks like on how you could mm-hmm. manage programs, aggregate content, Provide education, entertainment, and collaboration with both consumers and like other professionals, and kind of create that experience in an, an open environment. We would love to to walk you through and get your get your opinion on it. Okay,
0: okay. and it exists I, I have today. Strong opinions. Yeah, <laughs>
2: no, no, that's what we need. Though we don't need a bunch of people telling us we got it right if we got it mm. kind of right. So I if you're that. open to it, that would be awesome. You can participate help us uh develop something that's valuable and it exists today mm-hmm. we just haven't released it it's so like cory saw it okay. last week yeah let, let's try it out let's try it out i love to experiment um and
0: i love to you know try new things and see what's good and what needs improvement so like we can make that happen yeah
1: i mean that's 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 kind of part of why i think we've been successful and will continue to be successful it's like we seek out people like you that are in it like obviously i work in a in a Hospital based clinic uh, Which is much different than the world That you're in right now So that's, that's kind of Obviously we're talking about this stuff And that's how your name came up We're going over this, uh, this portal And going over all some of these new insights And where I was like You know who, who I think would really be able to speak to this Or be able to give a good opinion on this And, and that's how, that's how this, this episode came about It was like I need to talk to Andy about this um, mm. Just to see So yeah we'll, we will definitely set that up uh, for you to be able to, you know, just to kind of see what we're up to, and we would love your input. That's what that's what makes us get better, is, like, we continue to seek out, uh, you know, the opinions of, of professionals like yourself, so I appreciate that. Well Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate you guys. Yeah,
2: of course, of course. No, absolutely.
1: Um, I don't have any more questions. Is there anything else you want to talk? And is there anything else you want to talk about?
2: Um... What what's like your mission statement i mean our goal is to simplify total health improvement so that's broad I see. but we want to help people get healthier that's what it is okay and if we okay. can make that in a tool that's easily digestible again we kind of showed a little bit of the cards of on the consumer side so anybody if you look at our target market it's really the middle of the bell curve so obviously you have the luxury of working with elite athletes corey as well So you see this right side of the spectrum where people are committed, they're coming in, they're motivated, you give them a plan nine times out of 10, they're committed to execute that plan. You come back in the population, that 80% in the middle, and you got a lot of people that are interested but not committed, they struggle with seeing it all the way through and achieving their goals. So that's what we're here to do is help them achieve those goals. And then second to that, we define total health as really behavioral health and foundational health. So behavioral health, Mm -hmm. you know, again, simplification of it is there's three things, physical fitness, nutrition, mental strength and conditioning. We believe that by activating your behavioral health, we can influence your foundational health. That being like your BMI, your biomarkers, things of that nature. And then Mm -hmm. by activating and improving your foundational health, you'll in turn, unlimit or unlock new potential with your behavioral health. So you create this loop that hopefully the output of it is to improve your total health. And we define, and again, our total health, our total health, Corey actually wrote an algorithm for what's called the Health Accountability Index Score and USPTO, it's going through patent pending uh, application right now, but essentially it's a FICO for health and wellness. So zero to 500, that is a representation of that health loop. So if you can establish a baseline that we can show trends throughout the, throughout the evolution of it, right? Throughout the, the execution of it. And you can see, based on the 28 metrics, how you can improve it, where you're plateauing, things of that nature. And a, and if you think about it from a population perspective, if one person can establish a Hay score, then a community can, a business can, a city can, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. to really help manage cohort health. So when you ask what our mission statement is, it's very, very ambitious, but we wow. think we've distilled it down to a very simple application of it.
0: I, I actually really like that. That's cool. Um, on, especially, especially the part about taking behavioral health, which is the things that as, as clinicians, we, we typically think about of, you know, eating right, exercising, so on and so on. Um, but like BMI is still important. Blood work is still important. Glucose level is still important. It's part of the haystack. Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta keep an eye on those things. And like at least for me, like I feel like I'm pretty in tune with the data that comes from my health. And you know, I, I can't tell you what my glucose levels are and if they're good or whatever. You know, but I, I think that's a good idea is to have it in. An, that I would I would actually use that if, if it could take some of the really basic biomarkers that you would see at a physician level. I, I would actually use that.
1: Yeah, there's five biomarkers, right? So uh, that's what we saw, right? So we looked and we said people are judging and there's so many components to that. But if you go back to the behavioral side, if you Im- if you change your behavior, then that foundational side is going to improve. So all of a sudden, instead of looking at a static marker and being defined by that marker, it's like, all right, now you're, going- you're more engaged and you're going to be a more active participant in this through your changes in behavior. And so, yeah, it- it's one of those things like we wanna make sure that this is a more accurate, like, so I use the example, right? So I, uh, I ate Wendy's twice last week, right? I, I, mm. I know it's not good, right? Okay. But the point being, the point being <laughs> if I go get my blood work done, it's going to say that I'm healthy, mm. right? But we all know that it is not more than that. That is Tony and Brenda Price, thank you very much. Like that is, that is why <laughs> that happens so we wanted to basically say what is a universal metric
2: so that way it looks at the total picture and not just Mm. this little itty bitty sliver of of but it doesn't the cool part when i watched like i participated in it we actually in my attic we have a giant whiteboard with the algorithm on it so we can frame it when this all you know goes to the moon so to speak but one of the cool parts about it is each individual metric is real time so if a standard if an industry standard changes you can change that one that one part of the equation, and it's going to forever evolve with how the world and how society is evolving. So it's not today's science; it's today's mm-hmm. science, and it's ingesting along the way to make sure that it's not it's it's not just locked into today. Into today. It has value down the road. Hmm. I, I like this. I like this. This is very
0: interesting. Like I, I can even see it right now. Of even like certain stats, it's like, okay, this is a very generic stat for the population, but you know, maybe five, 10 years, they'll be like, oh, this was normal for, you know, um, let's say, South Asian woman of the age of 30, but we've done a new study and that's no longer the norm, here's the new norm. And it's like, oh, I thought I was above average, now I'm below average, I gotta do something about that. And the cool part um, is we can be a part of that, like, that's
1: exactly what it is, and we wanna be a part of that, so obviously, whenever data people, we have all this data, which means we can start to look at all these relationships. So now we can be actually at the forefront
2: of these changes. One of our strategic goals for 2022 is to help Orlando become the healthiest city in America as defined by the activity score and Hayes score. So we actually were uh, finishing off putting together our proposal document to take to the city to really see if oh. we, can, we can get this again you, Corey, like you're an intelligent dude. You've got great opinions, great, great insight on this. We would love to share with you and see see if it's something that you'd be interested in at least not necessarily participating in, but helping influence to make sure that we don't miss something. Obviously, you don't live here anymore, so it'd be hard for you to, to participate full on. But if you're you're interested, man, we'll we'll pull the curtain back. There's a lot of cool stuff that is happening over at the team app. Mm, this this sounds interesting.
0: You you've piqued my interest. Um... Yes, we could talk. Come on, Andy, I wouldn't wouldn't
2: waste your time, man. (laughs) So what other questions? So you asked about the mission. Hopefully, we answered that. What else do you got for us before we land this plane?
0: Oof. I'll give you a tough question. I don't know if you'll be able to answer it. Um, So my business mentor, she hit me with a surprise question the other day. And I was really taken aback by it because I was like, I I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry. And she she pressed me. She's like, you need to find one. And her question was this: It was, what's your exit strategy? Every business needs an exit strategy.
2: I mean, what's what's yours? Oh, I'm curious God. to know what, what Corey has to say because I can answer <laughs> this question. It's not it's not something. Go
1: ahead. So here's the thing. So when. When I hear extra strategy, so I'm not, I'm not the business mind of it. What I can tell you is what do I want to get out of this? Uh, is that what you want to know? Or do you want to know how, how I get out of this? <laughs> I'll take either or whatever you whatever you got on your mind. I mean, honestly, all I want to do is impact change. Like all I want to do is be able to to impact change. So for me, it yes, I want to make a lot of money. I, I really do. But the cool thing about this is I continue to work full time at Orlando Health like Darren's the one that's had to take the big you know the big sacrifice and you know this is his full-time gig. like for me, I've continued uh, with my normal life. and so for me, the exit strategy is uh, I hope that we can get this in the hands of someone who can and to scale this or unless we do it ourselves uh, so
2: that way that we are the universal uh, health metric. So I'm gonna answer in a different way. Obviously, you know we have our mission, What gets us out of bed every morning which is to help simplify total health improvement that's something i'm passionate about much like you and soccer me and golf like this is what i care about every day this is what we gets us out of bed but in terms of the business side of it what is the exit strategy the exit strategy is absolutely an acquisition it doesn't make sense not to because we're gonna reach a critical point where either we're gonna need so many resources that we're gonna have to take on lots of partnerships and more investment, where we get diluted down and the vision gets changed based on just that, right? There'll be too many big people sitting at the table. So ideally, you know, we get, we get purchased by somebody that can take this and take it to the next level. We have a number, at least I have a number in mind. I do the math, this is not even a joke, I do the math every single day every oh, single day. Oh, wow. The number hasn't changed and I still do it. Mike and I were talking about it earlier today <laughs> because there's there's two sides of it, right? Like, you, you see the story where somebody's like, oh, I wanna make my body, I wanna be the CEO forever. Like, this is also a business, right? I have other interests, so it would be really nice if our current investors, our, our people that are on staff, our contributors could all see the benefit, the financial benefit of this, you know, not necessarily in the short term, but definitely in the midterm. Mm, mm. I I respect that. That's, that's a,
0: a very real, it's, it's tough to say the word realistic because I'm sure your number is quite high, but, um, (laughs) it is very, very (laughs) driven, very driven. Um, but it's something realistic in the way that I could see it happening. Um, and yeah, that, that's cool That you're already you're already thinking of that. You got the end goal in mind. Um, sometimes I think like to myself, whenever I, whenever I speak my end goals out loud, it's almost like you're almost speaking into existence a little bit, which is sometimes a little scary. Um, but you're able to do that pretty easily, so. <laughs> I nice.
1: mean, the goal, the goal Thank has you. always been to to inc- like for me it's always it's been the freedom to do what I want to do like I am a clinician mm-hmm. I intend mm-hmm. on being a clinician you and I have had that conversation like there's businessmen there's clinicians like I think I'm I think I'm good at what I do and I'm passionate about what I do so honestly like I just want the freedom to do it how I want to do it like mm-hmm. right now I work for someone who tells me what to do when to do and I have, I have a lot of freedom don't get me wrong but. Mm-hmm. The, the freedom to do that. I mean, my passion about this is just I my job, the reason why I'm around is because like my job is to make sure that we continue to do what we say we're going to do. Like we talk about acquisition, talk about stuff. Like I just want to make sure that like what we do is real. Like the the data that you get from us is trusted. Like that's another one of the thing that drove this whole whole situation is like how do you know there's it's almost like paralysis by analysis, right? You how what's right? What do you do? What am I supposed to do? You have you and I have the education to know like What's real and what's not, but how does the common like how does the, the, the regular old person know that? Like that's my one role. Well, I have more than one role, but that's like my my main goal and role here is just to make sure of that. So,
2: yeah. That's why, like, when when I hear Corey speak about it, you know, his passion-driven with the clinical side, that was from day one. He was like, "I'm not going to participate if we get off course on that." Like, I'm not making mm-hmm. a social platform. I'm making a clinical platform, at least subclinical with clinical direction. Then you talk to Mike, who's not here today, he's up in South Carolina, our CTO, and you hear him talk about how he wants this thing to be built. He's also on the op side too. So him and I really come up with the business strategy of it. But when you hear this stuff and you go back to your question about what's the exit, like how can we not wanna get out of it, you know, and make a bunch of money so that Corey can go live his passion, open a clinic, be on his own time, all of that. Like, it's hard It's hard to hear that stuff from everybody that's been involved and not feel the weight of that while mm. running this. Like, we could be as selfish, like, I can make decisions, Mike can make decision, decisions, Corey can make decisions. At the end of the day, like, at some point, we've all got to kind of bend a little bit to make sure everybody gets gets what they want out of it as well. So we have goals and we have exit strategy. Exit strategy, sell it. The goal is for people like, Corey and everybody, I want a PJ, I want to be on a beach somewhere, (laughs) like, so that, like, that's, that's what it is, so uh, hopefully that answers your question. It does, it does, thank you, yeah. So, all
1: right, Andy, well, we're, we're, we're getting to an hour, man, I don't want to take any more of your time, uh, I appreciate this, from the sound of it, uh, it looks like you're going to be, uh, hanging out a little bit longer with us here at (laughs) Team um, I, I knew that I knew that this would uh, obviously you and I talk about it, but like I, when I'm at work, like I don't talk too loud about stuff like this. So um, it's cool for you to be able to hear it from Darren, not just me. And then obviously I knew that this would this would uh, spark your interest. So I look forward to many more conversations trying to figure out how to make this thing uh, make this thing fly.
0: Yeah, I, I am interested as well. and I'm very interested with talking to you both of you more and um, learning more about team and what you guys do and how to make that vision statement uh, a true reality.
1: We appreciate that. So well, I have a quick question. Sorry, I didn't bet. Nope. What is your sign off? 17 episodes in, I don't have a sign off. Oh. Uh,
0: no. Do you have one? I, I I don't, I always end by saying, please give us five stars. My, uh, <laughs> See, my co-host says yep. peace and we, we kind of end the call. Um, Stephen A. Smith had a very good sign off. I know you're a big fan of his. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not in, he a, I'm says, off
2: Stephen uh, A. Smith right now, but keep going. <laughs> right.
0: I, I love that guy. He, he's, uh, he's actually one of my, my biggest, uh, role models and influencers. But, um, whenever he did his podcast, he would end it with saying peace and love. And I'm like, oh, I like that. It's very wholesome, very nice, positive end note. So after and he, he screamed comments. at you for an hour,
2: he says peace and love. Yeah. I can't <laughs> then we're, then we're going to let you sign off for the people today. All right. Well, peace and love y'all. Have a good one. All right, man. Appreciate it. Take care.